0: Praise the Lord. Oh, you're going to record me? Yeah. Okay. How many of you know that Leslie has a Spanish name? You want me to give it to you? El Mino. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> She's a blessing. I love her and Pastor Ben. But you know, when you get saved, you're a baby in Christ. And you learn, you start, first thing you do, you start crawling. Then you start walking. And the next thing you do, you start running. And it's good to run in the house of God. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with shouting. I'm one of them old time Pentecostal preachers that's. Uh, Uh, Maybe outlive my time, but uh, I'm still here. And uh, if you turn to the Acts chapter 2, and uh, I'm going to read verse 36, and uh, then I'm going to drop down to verse 37 and read this, uh, starting at verse 37. Because I believe today the church is living below it's privileges in Jesus Christ. I believe that. And what we have to understand, we are in a spiritual warfare. What's going on in, in America especially is the devil is trying to destroy everything that's good and holy. And so we as Christians, we must be overcomers. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And and we, we are... We are we need to sing Jesus in the streets. Amen. I love that praise and worship. We need to preach him in the streets. We need to preach him in the country. Everywhere we go, we need to preach Jesus. Because he's the one that's coming back for us. Amen. Jesus plus nothing equals salvation. Amen. Praise the Lord. Verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God have made the same Jesus whom Ye have crucified both Lord and Christ. Now this is where it gets good. you remember Jesus said, I'm going back to the Father, but I'm going to pray the Father that's going to send you another comforter. He's going to send you the Holy Ghost. Amen? (laughs) Glory to God. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. I I love the Holy Ghost. I I don't like calling it Holy Spirit because the Bible calls it Holy Ghost. Amen? Now when they had heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? You know, we've crucified the Lord and the Savior. The one that came to save us, we have crucified Him. You say, well, if I was there, I wouldn't have crucified Him. How do you know? Remember Peter? Big, brave Peter that cut the servant's ear off, it came after it ripped Jesus. Jesus picked up his ear and put it back on. <laughs> I heard somebody preach the other day, and they said he uh, Peter was trying to cut his head off. <laughs> but he missed and <laughs> cut his ear off. And Jesus picked the ear up and put it back on. I want you to think about that. What a great miracle. But you know what the Bible said? Greater things than these shall you do, because I go to my Father. Amen. So we need to understand that. Now, now, uh, then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of the sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you, to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So today, if you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost, you ought to be seeking it. You know, I I like, I like it like this. We need to get saved, we need to be baptized in water, and we need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. But I've seen people get saved and baptized in the Holy Ghost at the same time because, you know, they had a hunger for God. You know what? We don't have the hunger for God in churches like we used to have. Churches used to be full. I mean, it wasn't nothing to get uh, several hundred people out on a Wednesday night. Now, it, you're fortunate if you can get them out on Sunday morning. Because they're, they're, the Bible said there's going to be a great falling away, but yet churches are growing everywhere. Praise the Lord. And you all are preparing to uh, build a new church soon and very soon to en- enlarge your borders and to see them come from the east and the west and the north and the south. Because that's what God wants. Oh, for a thousand tongues to praise Him. So get baptized in water, and get baptized in that Holy Ghost. You you know, I used to look at people and I thought, there was an old boy in our church, his name was Charlie. I can't remember his last name right now. (coughs) I saved at Brownstown Church of God in Canova, West Virginia. And this, Charlie was one of these, I'd call him, back then I called him a weirdo. (laughs) Amen. I told my wife I said I'll never act like him (laughs) one night on Pollard Road lady pastor had this woman up there and she made a statement the only reason you don't have the Holy Ghost you don't want it and I thought well I don't know She looked at me and she said, You, come up here and get the Holy Ghost. (laughs) I got the Holy Ghost. I was bouncing off the walls. (laughs) You know why? Because the Lord will make a difference in your life. And when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, you don't care to dance. You don't care to shout. You don't care to run. Because why? Because you've had a new birth. When you get saved... Amen. That you got a new birth. The old passed away. You're brand new. So you ought to say glory to God for that. That you're a new person. The old is gone and the new is here. Glory to God. Uh, hallelujah. I want to read one more verse over here. Verse now. I want to read three verses. Starting at verse 43, same chapter. The Spirit working among believers. Now, when the Spirit is working among believers, things happen. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of you in here, I'd say over 50% of you, I don't know if you were here when I was here last. I don't believe a lot of you were, not some of you were. And, and that's great to see new growth. Uh, but we can't just stop. We can't stop. Their souls lost and going to hell. And you and I are all that stands between them and death and 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 lost forever in eternity. Reading from verse 30, 43. And great fear and fear came up on every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Now, if you say, you are one of them. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Amen. And all that believed were together and had all their things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they were they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. You know what? They, uh, churches used to take care of the poor. And the Bible tells us, especially take care of the widows and the orphans. Very few churches today are doing that. They There used to be a lot of churches that had food pantries and they would help people. But today, it seems like we have closed our bowels of compassion and forget where we were at. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see anybody here that was born into a, a millionaire's home. And uh, I sure wasn't. I was born... <laughs> and lived on the farm in Ono, West Virginia. Big town. Two seconds, you done missed the whole town. <laughs> but you know what? I was raised in uh, a church, a Baptist church, Bulan Baptist Church, and a few years ago, I had the privilege of visiting that church, and there was people still there, that I had went to church with and went to school with, and, and it was it was a glorious time. That one man said, "Yeah, I used to live right down the river for you know that's what we used to call it." Or I, I lived the next holler over. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so, that that that's what the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to be breaking bread with one another and enjoying life together because we're all headed someplace. Amen. And, and I'm going to go over to Mark now. The first scripture that I learned, or I, I seen when I first went into a Pentecostal church, and I did, It wasn't a. Uh, I went into a tent, and I, to be honest, I, my mother had sent me. And I, I know y'all never did do this. You never was this. Had to do this, but my mother said, "Son, go get us a can of cream." So, I can fix some biscuits and gravy. Y'all ever had to do that? Make it out of cream? Well, but this time, you know, we lived in Huntington because my dad had passed away at age 10 and we moved into the city. Well, we lived, uh, I don't know, about three blocks from the store. So, I was young then and I ran to the store. Uh, It was a little carry out and got a can of cream. And I, I could run back home and I started getting cleaned up. Your mom said, my mom said, where are you going? I said, they're having a, a dance up there. They're having a party, and I'm going to go. Well, <laughs> I went with a doubt, but left with a shout. Because something got a hold of me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Something got a hold of me, and it stuck. Amen. And even though I would try to get away from God, he always brought me back praise the lord and, and so I read this these scriptures but i want I want to share something with you uh how, how many of you know what this is huh it's a napkin looks like McDonald's, but it's not because I was in the mall my wife and I were eating breakfast she we'd had a little time before her doctor's appointment, so we stopped. And, and this man came by and dropped this on the table. I, I, didn't, I don't know who he was. I, I mean, I don't know. I, maybe they'd watched me on TV years ago or something. I don't know. But here's what it said. God is not done with you. Age is just a number. He is still going to use you. He is in the still, small voice. He loves you and is going to use you Just be open to hear His voice when He calls you. He is, uh, look like prayed with you or pleased with you. He will reward you for your faithfulness. You are His and He is yours. He will guide you, your past as of days of old. God loves you. Now that came from somebody, I don't know who it was. If he, if he was sitting in here, I wouldn't recognize him because I'd only seen him for an instant. But that gave me hope that God would not finish with me. And, and after that, I've had several uh, uh, appointments to preach. And uh, tomorrow I'm doing one of the things that I've done most of lately. I'm going to be preaching a funeral. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, let's go over to uh, Mark chapter 16... And we're going to read from verse 14. And this is the great commission. Uh, how many of you have ever been commissioned for something? You know, you I mean, you can be commissioned to work or whatever. But the Lord has commissioned every believer. We're not uh, chair setters or pew setters. We are to go and do the work of the ministry. Uh, you said, how can I go? You can't accept your sin. And if you're called and you're saved, He's sending you to your workplace. Amen? Amen. He's sending you to McDonald's. He's sending you wherever you eat at, everywhere you go. You need to tell people about the goodness of God. You know, I can talk a lot about the goodness of God because 2021 uh, about tried to take me out of here. I had 44 radiation treatments, and I'm just telling you this to give God the glory. I had a stroke. I was in the hospital with my heart rate about 31. And I was in there with it going so crazy, they had to shock me back in. Through it all, I believed Jesus. Through it all, I never lost my faith. I never once doubted that the Lord would not take care of me because He promised us that He would take care of us all the days of our life. You said, how how can you trust Him? You just you just have to trust Him. You trusted your parents, didn't you? Amen. Come on now. I'm going to have to come down there and get some of you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You, you know... Uh, my dad, I only had him about ten years, so that means I never got to know him super good. But I know that I was there the night my dad got saved, and he, we, me and my brother crawled back under the pew because we was in a free will Baptist church, and free will Baptists make Pentecostals. <laughs> I don't know what... <laughs> Because them freewheels, man, they shout and praise God and give Him glory. Uh, And you know what? We have lost our shout. I I go into Pentecostal churches and I think, I I want to go out and look over the door and make sure I'm in the right place. Because we, we, we had more life in the Baptist church than many Pentecostal churches have. If He's done good to you, which He has, if you're saved, That's a miracle. How many of you know it's a miracle that the Lord saved you? It's a miracle that you're still walking and talking because the devil's tried to take you out, but greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. Heaven and earth obey Him. Angels bow before Him. What a mighty God we have. He loved you enough to go to the cross. If you had been the only one that would ever come for salvation, Jesus would have went to the cross because that's how important you are to Him. And if we're that important to Him, He he should be that important to us. Oh man, what's happened to our shout? What's happened to our praises? I remember... In the old days, now see, I can talk about the old days. Most of you in here, you can't, but I can. <laughs> if you don't start shouting a little bit, I'll arrest you. <laughs> I got the badge right here. <laughs> That's Pastor Ben's. He always wanted to be a sheriff or something. <laughs> but I remember we was in Sybene, Ohio, Burlington, Ohio. Anybody hear that, them Small places. I know where he has. And uh, there was three white people there. The rest of them were black folks. And uh, they had a choir from Lexton <laughs> which was bigger than the church, <laughs> and had the windows up and people outside all around the church with the windows up, listening. And uh, I thought this was funny. You might not, but you would if you knew Sister Jackson. The choir sang, 99 and a half won't do. 99 and a half won't do. Well, after they sang that song, they gave it to the pastor, and the pastor said, Sister Jackson, would you testify? Now, Sister Jackson was uh, roly-poly. And... Uh, Love God. And she said, thank you, thank you, thank you. She said, choir, you got it right. 99 and a half won't do. Go ahead and get the other half, which is the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know what? We need to be bold in our faith. <laughs> I've been, you know, I've had people call me a Holy roll. That's fine. They've called me other stuff, but... <laughs> Some of it not printable, but uh, doesn't make no difference. When you pastored for 40 years, you hear all kinds of stuff. Pastor preaches too loud. Pastor preaches too low. It's too hot. It's too cold. (laughs) I used to tell him, anybody over here, are anybody over here too hot? Anybody over here too cold? Anybody too cool? Well, since I can't have you change places, I mean, I was going to have one of them change places with you, but (laughs) (laughs) I got to get on this, Pastor Ben never let me come back, but we're going to look at the Great Commission, Acts chapter, not, St. Mark, chapter 16, verse 14, after we appeared to the leaven, as they said at meat, and upbraided them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them seen Him after He was risen. You know, first of all, the ladies seen Him. They went and told. That's not Him. He appeared to others in another form. They didn't believe. And I want you to think about this. Peter... was at the door when a young handmaiden come and said they've seen Him. They didn't believe. Church and prayer didn't believe that Jesus had risen again. They'd seen Him put the ear back on. They'd seen Him heal the people, you know. He was walking down the road and and a blind man was hollering over. Hey, Jesus! Jesus, shut up! You're too loud. Jesus! Jesus said, What can I do for you? He said that I may see the light of day. And Jesus healed him. That same healing is today. It's for us. We just have to keep our faith and keep trusting the Lord. You see, I've been prayed for by everybody in the land. I'm not no no better. But uh, oh, praise the Lord. All you need is your faith in God and keep trusting. I mean, you gotta keep trusting. You gotta keep trusting. Earning them, remember, after all my Knee surgeries, I couldn't hardly walk. I when, when I come to this right here now, I have to think about which foot to leave up here because of my knees. I, I, but I ain't going to go there, but but I'm still believing the Lord because I'm better now than I was back then. Amen. And He said them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Years ago, I heard a preacher said It's a tragedy... When people in America hear the Word of God two or three times and in places like Africa... They've never heard the Word of God. They've never had the opportunity that you and I have. Thank God for missions. Uh, never never worry about giving to a missionary offering. You might not be able to go and preach over there. But our missionaries go over there. The Assemblies of God has more missionaries than any other organization. Uh, we believe in missions. Uh, we, we believe in mi- our missionaries. Uh, I, I, I remember Brother uh, Jimmy Souza. He was at a, our church one time and... And uh, he was talking about monkey head stew. And if you got the monkey head, you were blessed. Amen. I I thought, oh, no, don't give me no head. Don't give me no monkey head stew. And my son, he was young. He, He said, Dad, he said, Brother Susie opened his eyes when he was praying. He kept his eyes open. I said, son, how'd you know? <laughs> he said, I was looking. <laughs> and you know, today, my son is uh, plays uh, guitar in our church, and my daughter in law, she plays the keyboard, and 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 they're serving God. And uh, I tell you how my son came back to church, brother. Ernie, Sister Karen, y'all remember Brother Owensby? Brother Owensby. Uh, How many of you remember Ronnie Boggs? Ronnie Boggs said, I beat Brother Owensby in golf. My son said, well, if Ronnie can beat you, I can beat you. Chris said, Dave, I'll do this we'll play a round of golf if you beat me I'll never ask you to go to church again but if I beat you you got to go to church well brother Owensby played golf in college and I seen him on a par 5 put it put it at the green on one and so David went to church Brother Owens be preaching, and he got saved. You know what? We don't know what it's going to take to get some people in the church. We look down on people. Yeah, that's just an old drug addict. Where should they be? They're a prostitute. Where should they be? They're not going to hear it in the in the bar, but they can hear it in the church. Everyone ought to go to church. I don't care what their sexual preference is or anything else. They need to come to the house of God because the anointing of God will break the yoke. And Christ is the anointed one. And He anoints His preachers. He anoints us with the Holy Ghost and fire. And that that power is there to set the captive free. We, We don't have to worry about something getting off on us. Yeah. I'm not going to go there anymore, but uh, maybe maybe I will. I don't know. <laughs> but you think about that. If every person needs to hear about Jesus, do you realize there's people in America that's never heard the name of Jesus, they've only heard the name of God in a swear word? I don't know where you was in life, but I'll tell you what. I was in the service for three years overseas, and it's it's different. (laughs) I'll say that. It's different. And you hear and see all kinds of things, and you do all kinds of things. But the Lord will forgive you. Not one chance, two chances, three chances, five chances, ten chances, right. until you come to the place that you're rock solid, right. and you've got your feet. I tell him I believe in, I believe in rock and roll. My feet's on the rock, and my name's on the roll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, he said, y- you know, a lot of time people. And I hate to say this, but I heard this pastor this morning say this. He said, he's a Buddhist or something, and he said he didn't believe in being a Christian because he's seen Christians. No one will chew you up like a self-sanctified saint. Well, I know what you did. Since we can check on you and see what you did too. I thank God that I got through my teenage years and most of my early years preaching before they invented the telephone to take pictures. <laughs> oh, glory. Well, you're not qualified. No, Paul had people killed. Oh, he didn't kill them. He just held the coats of those that stoned him. He had warrants in his pocket. He all he had to do was go and say, Hey, you, you're going to jail. Let's go. That's how powerful he had. But one day <laughs> on the road, the Jesus stopped him and, and saved him. Before Peter preached the great Pentecostal sermon. That added three thousand to the church. He had just had a few days before. I don't know him. He even cursed. I don't know him. I don't know him. Surely you're one of him. You talk like him. You look like him. No, I'm not. And the Lord chose him to preach the Pentecostal message. Three thousand. Wouldn't you? How many of you like see three thousand added to your church one day? Is it possible? Hey, all things are possible to him that believe. You know, if, if it's the Word of God, you know, now, now we can't, you know, we sometimes we say, all things are possible. Well, not necessarily. It's not possible for me to be President of the United States, but I could do a better job than they doing. <laughs> I believe that, <laughs> and... and The hope is not in a Republican or Democrat or Independent. Our hope is in God. God alone can turn this nation around and put us back on track. But until we get in the place that we allow God, we're just going to keep doing the things we're doing. Let let somebody in four more years or eight years elect another one and and whatever. And sometimes they don't even know where they're at. I'm serious and I'd never make fun of somebody with dementia but folks we need to quit looking to the polls and look to the one that can save us sanctify us fill us with the Holy Ghost and fire you know the Bible said the goodness of God is what brings people to Jesus you know, I used to think, oh, the only way you can pray is on your knees. <laughs> Anybody, you know, that's the way it used to be taught. I found out when, when I started preaching that I could walk and pray better than I could on my knees. And I found out you can pray with your eyes open. You can pray with them closed. You can pray on your knees. You can pray in your bed before you get out of bed. You know, I, I like to do this every morning. When, when, when I get up, I say, uh, Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Ghost. My mind is clear. My body strong. That's what we need to do. Confession. The only way the church is ever going to break free... Is to realize who God is and who we're not. It's God. It's God. <coughs> Let's look at that again. He that believeth and baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Do you know tomorrow I'm going to preach a funeral? I met that man one time. I went to the hospital one morning and went in and talked with him and prayed with him. His sisters had prayed with him and he had confessed Jesus. And I asked him, are you ready to go? I said, now God can heal you. You know, I remember when they used to give out prayer cards and you had to be at either the 10 o'clock or the two o'clock service under the tent of Alan. And the reason for that, he wanted to get some faith in you. You know, preach you some faith that you can believe. That therefore when you come forward, you can believe. A lot of times, you get saved in church and before you get to the car, the devil's done all over you, and you didn't get saved. You didn't really do that. Or you get healed, and on the way out the door, the devil said, you know that's fake. You know you're not healed. And you got to get your faith built. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. Somebody says, your husband never going to be saved. You lying devil. He's going to be saved. Your wife, your wife's not going to be saved. You lying devil. How many of you know the devil's a liar and the father of all liars? that to preach. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, what, what are the signs? We're going to look at the signs in a minute. But you know but believers are supposed to have Signs fall them. We have responsibility. I'm not a preacher. What difference does that make? You're a Christian. You have the same responsibility. You might not never preach here, but you are a preacher. You're, you're preaching Jesus or you're preaching something else at work. Some people, you'd be surprised if you went to work where they were at. Amen. In my name shall they cast out demons or devils, they shall speak with new tongues. Somebody said, you know, the Baptist taught that you, you quit cussing and stuff. I, I agree. That's, that's a good start. <laughs> Amen. I, I have a problem with it. I'm, I'm old school, and sometimes I hear Christians cussing. I think, man, that's, that's not right. Not to, I, I, got, I've, I get on sometime, sometimes, and they just, you know, I'm just an old guy. Old school. My son says, Dad, you're old school. Yeah, I'd rather be old school as this new school. <laughs> I remember our pastor said, I don't care how high you shout, but when your feet hit the ground you better be living right. <laughs> Am I out of time yet? Does brother Ben preach a long time? He don't preach a flyer message, does he? This lady went up to to Brother Hughes one time. Brother Hughes was my first Pentecostal pastor. She said, "Pastor Hughes, you preached a flowery message today." He said, "Well, thank you, Sister Pratt." She said, "Too bloomin' long," (laughs) (laughs) and that's true story. (laughs) Sister Pratt was a was a sweetheart. Our our pastor never preached under an hour. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them, and they will lay hands on the sick, and it shall, they shall recover. You know, the only thing that it, uh, where Paul, now, you, you know, Paul didn't go out, oh, there's a nice rattlesnake, that would be a good thing to go to church with. That would be a good thing for me to get a hoe or a shotgun <laughs> that I don't have to get too close to it. Now, if you're an environmentalist, you don't believe in killing animals. that's fine, that's fine. But I ain't taking up no snake. Paul took up one as he was gathering wood, and it bit him, and was latched onto him, and he flung it off, and they said, He's a God. He, he said, I'm not the God. It's the Lord that did this that kept me from dying. They all the signs and wonders were done in the Bible, in the book of Acts, by believers like you and I, except drinking poison. Now I mean you you go and drink poison just so you can show the power of God, you'd probably be visiting you in the funeral home. Amen. <laughs> Oh, I can, I can drink this. Those who believe in Christ will be saved. These signs were evidence in the early church. Casting out demons demonstrated victory over Satan. Speaking with new tongues began at Pentecost in Acts chapter two, and healing the sick occurred in several instances, including Acts twenty-eight. Taking up a serpent uh, worked. In Paul's encounter with a poisonous snake, which did not produce ill effects, the New Testament does not record Christians drinking anything deadly without harm. Whew. Paul pretty good for a, <laughs> for a guy that was a rascal like he was. A preacher one time in Akron, Ohio, said if. Paul had had the New Testament. (laughs) He wouldn't have went through what he had. Who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament? Sometimes people make such stupid statements. I mean, well, I only believe in the King James Version because that's what Jesus preached. Jesus used the King James Version and the apostles, that's what they used. Do you know there were several versions of the Bible written before the King James Version? If we're going back to the original language, I don't think any of us in here could could read the Bible. I don't even know what Aramic is. I mean, (laughs) the only thing I know is Ahab the Arab or something like that, you know. I don't know nothing about that. And then the Wycloth, I don't know. See, I'm from West Virginia. Uh, translation, you know, and uh, those were written before the King James Version. Now, personally, I like the new King James Version. I, I've got it in my garage, and I go out there and, and read it, and uh, study from it, because it's got a lot of good notes on it. The final sign that Jesus, the Son of God, is that He was received up into heaven to be seated at the right hand of God, The position of authority and power of God. The world's waiting on you. The world's waiting on you. You don't even have to say anything, you just be nice to people. I I used to go to McDonald's in the morning. I got in the habit of going. I don't know why, which was stupid. I'm I'm just being serious. The only thing it did, I picked up about 15, 18 pounds. (laughs) This one guy, he would sit there and he would pray so loud that you could hear him. But, and this is no lie. If he was that short on his bowl of gravy... They've, they've threatened to ban him from the place. But he'll sit back there and say, Oh, praise God, glory to God, oh, hallelujah. <laughs> I can't take much of that. I, I, I tell him. I said, you get angry over nothing. If you'd treat people different, if you'd go up there and say, Look, this is, uh, this is not right. You know, one time I did uh, order on the phone uh, and they charged me twice. I went in, I know the manager, I went told her, I said, you ought to me twice. Uh, charged me twice. And she said, oh, 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 uh, I'm sorry, here, we'll make it up. Said, you can have, you know, any breakfast you want. And I said, no, the only thing I want is uh, them donuts. <laughs> she said, but it's a lot more than that let me give you these free coupons I said no ma'am I don't want that I said it was an honest mistake how many of you know sometimes honest mistake and we act like oh my goodness I'm going to get my stick out and I'm going to beat you <laughs> I appreciate y'all putting up with this old guy and uh, I don't know your life if you want to strum something, Brother Dusty, Brother Dusty's a good preacher too. I don't know where you're living. I mean, and it's none of my business where you're living. And I'm not talking about the house you live in. I'm talking about your life with Christ. You know, you might have said, well, me and my wife had a fight on the way to church. Have you ever done that? Now, don't, don't, rate. I'm not looking for volunteers. <laughs> You ever been upset at the kids on the way to church feel like beating them? When you get home, you got one coming. (laughs) Oh, I see that in your eyes. (laughs) But what I'm saying is all of us have failures at times. Maybe not that drastic, but I remember me and my wife, we'd get mad at each other and we'd make up before we went to bed and sometime we might be up about all night but uh, amen yeah. but we learn better we don't fuss now I just say yes ma'am it's good to laugh church you know the Lord you know how I know the Lord likes to laugh I, I look at Ernie here my <laughs> my shofar but I want to ask you something are you saved are you ready if Jesus would come right now in the next moment you know that's how fast it's going to happen faster than a blink of an eye and and, and I think about that Brother Cooper I think about that What, what if I'm in there chewing somebody out Jesus come back you know I mean we got to understand he's a forgiving God he loves us more than we'll ever understand I don't know how how he saves us when we've been rascals and ornery but he does we used to I used to help with the church on 14th street and if you don't know anything about Huntington you don't know what 14th street is Here's a bar. There's a bar. 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 There's a strip club, and people would come in our church. Brother Manus, I'm trying to close. You, you got three closes. I mean, you know, I pastored in Virginia. And little Jackie looked up and said, "Mama, what's enclosing mean?" She said, Chucky, when it's Pastor Wells, it don't mean a thing. But Brother Manus was preaching in there one night. And this guy, about two sheets in the wind came in. He said, I hear that preacher comes back to you and prays with you and asks you to come to the altar. He said, if he comes back to me, I'm going to knock him out. Well, Brother Manus was preaching. And he said, I heard somebody said they would knock me out if I come to them. But I'm gonna use you, okay? Brother Manus went back and got him by the hand and said, Let's go with the older. And the man went. And you know what? He got sobered up. See, the Lord, you say, well, the Lord can't do that. Have you ever seen a drug addict delivered right quick? (laughs) What an awesome God we serve. I'm closing. I'm closing. This time for real. I want everybody to bow your head just for a moment. And I want to ask you a question. I'll not put you on the spot, but I want to ask you. If someone in here is not saved, would you just lift your hand so we can pray for you? I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to do anything, but I'm going to pray for you. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for your presence that we felt here today. Lord, I pray that I've said something that might help someone, Lord, to help build the kingdom of God. I appreciate it so much. And I thank Pastor Ben and Sister Leslie for allowing me to come and minister. And I give you praise and honor, Lord. Amen.